Thank you for tuning in to Comp with Comic. I'm Brian Comp, and we're with Comic Francesca Volpe. Francesca Volpe, how the hell are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm Thanks. doing good. Thank you so much for coming on. And it's uh, I think that during the quarantine, you've been doing online comedy and across all social platforms, you are Stone Cold Volpe. Yes, that is correct. Because her comedy is Stone Cold. And my last name means fox in Italian, actually. So it's a- <laughs> she is a Stone Cold Fox and she writes her bust magazine, which is big time. Of a flex. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So like, tell me about your writing for bust. Yeah, so I write for I write for Bust. I contribute. Um, I write for their blog primarily, but also I do a blurb here, or there in the print magazine. So they have a print edition that comes out, I think, oh. bi quarterly now. And then um, we, you know, we have a blog that we try to keep up every day. But it's um, it's a small team, so there's a lot of us. You know, a lot of us volunteer our time, and um, it's I just write. You know, I, a lot now. I. Now, since I've been there for a little while, I write, I can have more freedom. I write a lot about like cartoons and um, like, for instance, like I guess of one piece I did like, I don't know, like the 25 best Lisa Simpson quotes or moments or, <laughs> you know. Cool. That yeah. sounds funny. Like I don't watch the Simpsons, but that sounds hilarious. Oh, no, it's fun. Yeah, no, it is. It's, 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 it's. It's I then I guess I, just a lot of '90s cartoons I've noticed like a, there's a big a big wave of um, really I guess strong female protagonists as Netflix would say. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Who who are some yeah. other ones? Who are who are some other ones in the '90s? And are you watching a show like Big Mouth that might have, you know, ki- you know, main characters who are kicking ass on there? Yeah. Well, I remember. Um, well, Pepper Ann was a big one. I. My it might my TV choices have been so vintage for so I think I'm just on this big nostalgia kick that I haven't <laughs> really watched I haven't watched that much that many current things I should be which I I mean I should be I'm I'm gonna do that right after this but no I, <laughs> a lot of like I don't know I just got on like like old Cartoon Network and um uh, I've been watching Scooby Doo like I just I decided to, I was like you know what let's just get the Boomerang channel for. Let's get the boomerang add on. We'll watch the. I just like had like the Flintstones in the background, even though it's so it's yes. so like archaic in every sense. But like, I, there's something very comforting about having this like old school '70s kind of not Flintstones, but like Scooby Doo. You have this like animation that's that's just kind of like, and you'll notice that it's it because animation. I guess it's it's animation's obviously very challenging. That there's point. There's just it's just still. There's just it's just still life and like one yeah. character moving their mouth. So it. <laughs> It, it's it just it takes you back to a simpler time, I guess. Yeah. But. yeah. Even with any sitcoms, I think Jerry Seinfeld said you have to love the world. And I like that a lot. And I think there is something comforting about the cave on Flintstones, the still cave that you see behind uh, Betty, Betty Rubble and Wilma Flintstone. Yeah. And I, I'm, I love a good pun. So <laughs> all, all the um, like... I have this joke, like, one of my favorite uh, historical films is the Flintstones go to Viva Rock Vegas. And <laughs> and I just, because I just love the, like, the the caricature. Like, they have these, like, they have, like, these, mar- they're holding these cocktail and martini glasses, but they're oversized. Like, they take up, yes. basically, they're holding, like, a tree. And they're <laughs> all, like, this just exaggerated car- cartoon world that is, and, like, the dinosaurs, you know, all have, like, their one-liners and, <laughs> Yeah. 
it's I did, like the that. Di- did the dinosaurs talk back in the day like like i mean on the show on the of show cor- it, of course they did like, of course they did in real life yeah i could i could totally bullshit an, a scientific answer but um sorry can i swear on this oh please do oh sure <laughs> um the yeah the, no i think the dinosaurs talked or whatever um whatever like household appliance that actually was i guess it's kind of dark uh, when you uh, think uh, about it you know because yeah. they were all you know living objects that were servants but any anyway yeah it's like it's like Wee's playhouse too he had cherry and stuff like that and i think snl did a sketch where the guy the guy was accused of fucking everything in the playhouse oh my god and it was oh michael god. it was michael keaton so that was great i remember that because sh- we for because we didn't have uh we didn't have like cable or anything growing up so we had one vhs like we had a vhs system device tape thing so we had one of them was peewee's playhouse that was like an episodes of peewee's playhouse and i it was not the fucking episode i i is that a real episode uh, no, the the one where he, uh, Michael Keaton was fucking all the the animals who were chairs and stuff that was on SNL. Oh, okay. And I okay. think it was a spoof was like, of Pee Wee's Playhouse. Like, oh, if there is a talking chair, <laughs> you know, a talking sofa, what would happen if the guy who lived there was fucking everything in the apartment? Like, they would kind of start giving clues. Like, when the cherry was talking next, it would kind of intimate that Michael Ke- Keaton had been intimate with the chair. Oh my god! Oh <laughs> my god! <sighs> Yeah, who says SNL isn't funny? But yeah, one I like the comfort food that you seem to be, I don't know, eating, meaning, you know, figuratively eating in the form of, you know, old TV during the quarantine. And that leads us to some of our topics, which has a big comfort vibe to it, which is trying to be, you know, trying to be productive during a quarantine, bullet journaling, you know, wanting to rearrange your apartment and, and things like plants and getting into deep Etsy holes. Like these are some of the topics that you propose that I love. But also one of them is being afraid of emails and emailing. And as somebody who's emailed you and been emailed by you, I, I need to know about your fear of emails. How, how deep does it go? Well, it's, 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 you know, it's, I think it's just, you know, normal. It's just projection. It's just, I immediately, I don't know. Sometimes if I get a nice email or if I get like a nice text or something i'll do this thing where i'll like feel good and i'll like want to hold on to feeling good so i won't respond because <laughs> i just want to like i'm like i just want to hold on to this like moment somehow yeah. or or like if i get an opportunity which i mean it, but that's it, that which it's i mean it's a habit i'm trying to break but I, i'm i am i will say i am better with you know if anyone's listening <sighs> the podcast i am better with um response times for the most part but oh, I, yeah she was, she was very productive but it's nice to know that if you if you get a good you know once you get the show you know like oh you got your agent calls and you got this show you're like let me just hang on this for a second because the minute we get into the weeds on this it's going to be all right you got to show up at 6 a.m on this set and you yeah. gotta look you gotta look this way and they're gonna want you to know these lines it, you know the fantasy is broke at some point well, that's that. I mean, that part can be exciting also. But even if it's just like something as simple as a friend, like I had a really nice time at getting <laughs> the other day. I'll be like, instead of like being like, oh, yeah, me too. Of course. I'll yeah. just be like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because immediately just, that person is souring. Like, it's like she didn't get me back. She didn't get back to me. Well, she obviously she hates me. The good vibes I sent in yeah. my <laughs> yeah, you take the good vibes and you turn them to bad because you're not responding or whatever. But it, you know, it's all relative. If you respond eventually, like people start like getting that Francesca Volpe is just kind of a late responder. Yeah, I guess apparently it's an Aquarius trait, which <laughs> which I am an Aquarius, which I I'm not gonna I won't blame. 
<laughs> she's blaming yeah, she's blaming the constellations for being late. It's just the planetary alignment <laughs> when I'm during a, when I was born. It's can't help it. Okay, no. I love but that. I, I also I, th- I think this is also with a, a, com- a, a common problem people have with emailing is the number of exclamation points to yeah. use um, because I I tend to like you know I like to. I like to keep it short and sweet, but I also want to, you know, I don't want to be curt and show my appreciation, but I don't want to be air on the side of, hey, you know, kind of a mania, but yeah, but yeah, it's, um, I think I just, then I overthink words and where this goes, goes. and maybe it's just because, you know, writing, it's just writing. It's just, you want to make everything good. And sometimes an email is just an email. Yeah, but I mean, that gets us into things like bullet journaling. Like, how does that differ from normal journaling? Are you buying those deluxe journals that already have the bullet points built in? Well, they, I buy, I buy these, um, I, I do like, I buy, I do like Moleskin, and I think there's this other one, um, like Loister, and they're, they're really nice, and they're like a, a really good, um, they're really beautiful paper products, but they, they are dotted, but, and they, what's nice is the pages are numbered, so you can have basically what bullet journaling. How it started is I, I, I have ADD, and bullet journal, uh. journaling is a way um, to kind of manage time and keep track and keep track of a schedule. And um, it's it's adaptable. That's why I mean, you, it, it's overwhelming when you look online or on Instagram because people have there's so many artists and there's so many amazing ornate um, journals. But it it can yeah. really be as simple as you know. You basically have an index where, which is where the page numbers come in. So you have like, you know, monthly log, uh, daily log, weekly log, and then you know, uh, you can refer back to it. And it's it's there's a book I can't remember the author's name, but I it's I think it's called the Bullet Journal Handbook, and you can create your own, which you know, very very good, very good branding, straightforward. Um, but yeah. you just create your own system for. Uh, reminding yourself to do things and, and does that as does, does that help and kind of how has add affected the hustle when it comes to stand-up um it before before pandemic before pandemic it definitely the journal thing definitely helps writing i'm i'm definitely an analog person i need to write things down um yeah. with lines and with everything and with you know with my materials sets and stuff and i think you know even just it just visualizing blocks like the month in block form or I'm a I'm a pretty visual person so like I think my biggest problem with that and you know with you know my career and stuff is knowing when things are due like deadlines of things keeping on top of you know like right like if I wanted to start I want it like I want to start submitting writers packets so being on top of those deadlines although you know I know you have to like sometimes you have to have an in to know when those deadlines are but like you know uh just giving myself enough time to prepare for goals I think out being able to outline goals in a a way that you know is helpful and as opposed to like oh my god I got to scramble and get this together um if that makes any sense. Yeah, so you take an ultimate deadline and you kind of back it out into a series of mini deadlines because otherwise your ADD will be like, there's 85,000 other things I could attend to because yeah. that that deadline is weeks away. I don't need to work on it in bite-sized pieces. Pretty much, pretty much. It's like it baby steps. I have to break, I've, I've learned this about myself. I have to break, I have to break things down. I have to, um, 
I have to break things down into smaller tasks and because I, I can I will get overwhelmed if I see something like even with the, even if a large email, I'll just start skimming it and being like, okay, <laughs> this is cool. This is cool. OK, OK, go to sleep. No, <laughs> pass out. But no, even just reminding myself to like take it in small chunks and it's because, you know, it's and getting over that initial over being feeling of being overwhelmed yeah, like are, are we like back in the day when you're young, you look at your parents doing stuff like this, you know, writing notes or whatever, and you're like, that's fucking stupid. You know, like <laughs> I have two, I have two things to do. I'll remember them, but like over time, we realize, you know, like I have OCD. You realize you have ADD. Like there's certain things that you have to deal with that then manifest itself in very adult-like behaviors, like bullet journaling. Absolutely, yeah. And it's it, speaking of, um, like, you know, parents. I think. We, we really, I, I, this, I mean, my, we, my mom actually, this, we just like started thinking, my mom told me my dad might have ADD too. Oh, and, okay. and my dad's always, my dad's always been like a very type A individual, always, you know, very smart, very, uh, loves to read, loves to learn. Um, so always, he, so he always did well in school. So, um, but he, I, but he, I guess he would do things like he would go from, which which was kind of cute at the time. Like he would basically go from desk to desk, to each student's desk, and like start talking with them. And there, so there, his third grade teacher was like, "You're being disruptive." Um, but like little signs like that that I think were um, overlooked. Whereas mine was, um, I'm sorry, I'm going if I'm going on a tangent here. My, oh, please do, yeah, because uh, yeah, a lot of these things. Like I, I noticed I had OCD before anybody else in my family kind of got diagnosed with it, and I'm like, see, like that's you know I got it from you guys, and I, you know I felt weird coming being like I have OCD, but you know I did, and and to find out that other people above me and the ancestral line had it, it's like yeah, fuck, yeah, that's how, that's how I got it. Genetics. It's totally genetic. Um, yeah. Brain chemistry and that kind of stuff. And it's um, and then you when you see that you can you can see how it can be totally manageable. Like um, yeah. like I guess with my dad, I think I think he had. First of all, I mean it's 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 almost it's impossible to compare compare his living circumstances with mine because I mean of all the technology and like that I mean that is like just that's just a so many distractions these days and you know they had you know back in like you know the 60s they had four tv channels so uh, they didn't they didn't have any distraction back in the day right the right four, yeah the four tv channels is, is dispositive they didn't have anything else to think about like the, the vietnam war or whatever well no well yeah, of course they didn't <laughs> nothing not the draft they had nothing <laughs> Not the. It's, that was a, that was their pandemic, really. Why are we under our desks? No. <laughs> yeah. I, I um, forgot about that shit. Yeah, every generation has something. We got the pandemic. Well, they had tornadoes too, because they're from. He's from Minnesota, so oh, they. Yeah. they we, yeah, we had we had those in the Midwest. We had I don't know twenty. Oh, yeah. Twenty people in my town, I think, died, and one one kid from school. Like, if I reduce stand up, there's one bit I have that actually turns on the fact that some good-looking kid in my class had the same name as me, and he died in a tornado. And so, like, I'm trying to turn that into comedy gold, and I'm like, dude, that's awful. You should never be a stand up. Yes, it could yeah. you know, lead to a couple laughs. It could be a small chunk or whatever, or or a bit. Anyway, something 
there. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like, but but it's just so fucking stupid. It's also incredible. Like, of course, I didn't root for this kid's death at all. Like, right. I didn't I didn't think about about him till he died. But yeah, so we got the pandemic, and it sounds like you're taking the comfort food and and even plants and and arranging things in your apartment. Like, how long can this go on? Like, how long can Francesca Volpe find things to do before she gets nuts and just have to leave the fucking house and actually interact with people, even if it's risky? Oh my gosh. I even, I started an Instagram even for like just my tchotchkes, just like rearranging like, like a still life of like, you know, like a, like a Pikachu figure next to a a dice and making it look like it's art. (laughs) (laughs) It's called 21st, it's it's, it's that 21st century still life. Um, So yeah, I don't. (laughs) I love, I don't know, I've always loved plants and gardening, and um, I guess just trying to, I'm just desperately trying to bring the outdoors in, and I am one of those basic plant moms, uh, so many, of all the things, like, like Etsy, plants, rearranging, just, I, I, I don't know, just trying to, trying to grasp some form of control, which I guess which is not basic. I think it is, it's human, but yeah, you're um, just being, you're just being human. But like, at what point will that not suffice? And you need to like, be like, dude, being a plant mom is not enough. I need to go out there and fucking interact with real, with real people. Like, even if it means, fuck, I have to be the guy who's, who's in a mask outside a bar. And you know, somebody's going to have a shameful video of us uh, congregating outside. Of bar. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm no. trying to do material here. Come on. You know, no, no, no. He, I oh gosh, I because I know I because I've 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 been to a few bars in a mask and so uh, but no I I no I I miss social interaction so much. I I I miss going to open mics. I miss um I miss the camaraderie of an audience. I I miss people not paying attention and still being on their <laughs> phones but i i don't know i just it i feel like even even i was saying the other day it, it, i i also feel like i need to keep practice again i need to practice having a conversation again because it's been so <laughs> long like i it's i haven't i i clearly haven't socially in, socially interacted with that many people for a couple uh, months and it shows it it shows so um what was the question again? <laughs> it was just like, yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like you're going to be able to kind of get out and interact with people anyway. Have you been doing any kind of rooftop or park shows? No, um, that would be fun. Uh, someone invite me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, put me on your show. I've heard that a couple of times today, actually. You know, like, you know, I have 16 comics in one day and, and more than once. You're not the first to say, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, put me on those shows. Yeah, whoever's listening. Yeah, you're book probably me. a comedy book. Yeah. Coach. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Coach. I I've done some virtual shows, but and which are which were fun. Um, but I did uh, the Matt Stars Nerd Search show is so much fun. It's I don't yeah. know if you, if you've heard of it. It's a it's a caveat, but um, I did that uh, back in June, and that was really fun um, virtually. But I haven't been out. I haven't done any outside shows, and that would be amazing to see. Just, being a mask doing comedy. Yeah, I see some of your shows here. You're on back in May. You're on Sounds Great, which is Paige Smith Hogan show, and um, and so you're on with the best comics. And so I can't wait to kind of hear. I want to see you on the show bills. I want to see a QED story, which is which is real close to me. And so let's hope they can you know get on yeah. that show. It's in their little backyard there. Looks I would clean. love. I would love to. I would love to finally meet in in the flesh. Yes. Well, 
Yeah. yeah. In the meantime, she's a stone cold fox, aka a stone cold Volpe, and she's uh, she's that across social platforms, but also francescavolpe.com. Francesca Volpe, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun.